This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, who is ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. We're so glad that you're here. We have a special program today. We're just going to be talking about vehicle maintenance. We're going to go through maybe things that you, the kinds of things you do by mileage, the kinds of things you do by time frame, and the kind of things you do by it depends. Or yeah, as needed. <laughs> as needed. Let's start with old school. Allison and I have both talked about how we have Dodge caravans and they have in their maintenance schedule the A and the B maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honda does that too. Okay. Now t- talk about what's the difference between you know the different types of schedules that those kind of cars use. What those are usually breaking it down is it'll have the basic checks are A and it usually in, and then it also includes oil change which comes more often in tire rotation. Um, and then a B maintenance would be your more intense stuff like transmission fluid, um, your other fluids in your car, and so those are your more technical ones. And they they are longer um, mile. They have higher mileage before you fool with those. So those have the the B maintenance. That's usually how it's broken down with that. So most regular people would use the A maintenance. Well, everyone should use the A and B. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So okay, now. I pulled up, you know, I have my owner's manual, which we make sure everyone needs to have an owner's manual in every car that you drive, whether if it's if you've got an older car, you should go and, and get one. Well, something people need to know is there's also a maintenance manual in your car, too. So you'll have your owner's manual, and that might go over a few points, but then you have an extra booklet that's separate for your maintenance, which is a little confusing. That used to all be in the owner's manual together, but for a while they started separating well that's the thing i bought a 2018 honda civic and you know just tore all through it looking for a maintenance schedule and they didn't have one but they talked about how things show up on the screen is that something that happens now yes some of them and i know honda definitely does that um it'll pop up Maintenance A, maintenance B, I think. Yeah, they have um, all sorts no, it's of ma- codes. maintenance minder is what yeah. Honda calls it. Yes. Yeah. Maintenance mm. minder service codes. And they have code A, B, uh, 1 through 7, A, O, 1 through 9. Yeah, nice and complicated. <laughs> um, I, I, when I started working on Honda and doing maintenance on them, uh, I had to sit there and break it down in the book and figure out what it was and help my customer understand it. It was a little bit confusing. There's a little learning curve, but once you get it, it's easy and it makes sense. So go ahead and, and let us know what are some of the things that are t- that are mileage sensitive. Mileage based. Well, everyone knows engine oil. You need to know what it is for your car, though, because it's different these days. Because everything, almost everyone has switched to synthetic oil, so it lasts a lot longer than oil used to. Now, and wait. It, remind us, if you have an older car that was using traditional oil, can you switch to synthetic, or once you go traditional, you stay that way? You can. You can. You want to kind of um, 
I really overall I say stick to whatever it is your manufacturer does unless you're comfortable with understanding what you need to do if you switch it like some engines tolerances are not real tight so they don't like the synthetic oil as much so you have that kind of thing so it's best just to stick to what your manufacturer is unless you know more about it if you're running your car a lot a whole lot and running up the miles a lot and you're having to do oil changes more frequently you may want to switch to a synthetic blend and get some more mileage out of it um i do a synthetic blend on my prius and i change it every 7500 miles and and that works fine and so um you might want to switch to something where you don't have to change it as often and synthetic lasts a lot longer than conventional oil all right so we've talked about things you should do by mileage oil is one what's something else transmission fluid people leave that out so much transmission fluid needs to be changed every 50,000 give or take and um you don't want to go over that and you can just do a drain and fill it's a simple procedure it's actually as easy as an oil changer easier and you just drain the fluid out and then put it back in and sometimes you have to put it in through a drain hole on the side when it doesn't have a dipstick and um and that that can be a little bit of a problem but if it has the dipstick you can put it in through there and that's pretty easy every 50,000 is an easy amount of mileage to remember to change it so that's that's easy power steering fluid is another and you can do that at every 50,000 miles and power steering fluid does go bad despite what anyone tells you it does go bad it it can cause your rack and pinion little uh, seals to go bad and that's an expensive repair uh, I had a friend that worked at a salvage yard, and he said that was the number one thing they sold was rack and pinions for cars. That's part of your steering system because people never replace the power steering fluid. A lot of mechanics don't recommend it like they should, so that's another one. Another one is coolant, and a lot of people don't know when their coolant should be refreshed. These days, coolant lasts really long time. And uh, its average is about 150,000 miles. So it can go a really long time on coolant. So you don't need that refresh. But you do need it refreshed at some point. I did do a car recently where it had never been refreshed. It had a bunch of sludge buildup in it. It was a nice car. It was a Toyota. It was still running good. But it was rusty in there. So we did a flush and cleaned it up really good and, and then put in some fresh coolant. And it'll go 150,000 miles. You're listening to Auto Correct with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. And we're having a special show today. We're not taking your calls, but you can always email us at auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about vehicle maintenance, which is a special passion of Allison's. She uh, wants to encourage everyone to keep your cars running well so that they treat you well. <laughs> and get your money back when you trade it in or sell it. <laughs> Then we right now we're talking about vehicle maintenance that is done by mileage. So far we've talked about oil, transmission fluid, power steering fluid and coolant. Are there any other things that need to be done five, fifty, a hundred thousand miles? Your spark plugs. Everyone knows that you need to do your spark plugs. That's not one I, I have to really explain. But the interval for when your spark plugs are due are very different from vehicle to vehicle. Um, there are some cars that even recommend them every 30,000 miles, if you can believe that. Most cars have gone to a spark plug that lasts longer. They're the iridium plugs, and they average about 120 
20,000 miles before you have to change them. Also, it's easy to tell when you need spark plugs. You can get misfires or your engine will be running rough. That's a good indicator that your spark plugs are probably past due and the gap on them has gotten too big. So um, spark plugs, you want to do them on time and not let that lag behind because if you do the coal itself has to work harder to make the spark plug spark next thing you know instead of just a two three dollar spark plug some of them are seven dollars you have to replace a coal which is about ninety dollars and that's not even including labor costs so it's a it's a good maintenance for your car it's going to make it run a lot better and last longer Okay, I feel like we're playing that store grocery store game where you name something and then you keep naming something and you have to keep remembering it. So anyway, we've got <laughs> oil, transmission fluid, power steering fluid, coolant, and spark plugs, all things that need to be maintained. And look at your particular vehicle's maintenance schedule, which you should have a copy of in your glove box, or maybe it is online. You can find a copy. Uh, any other things that are maintenance uh, by mileage by by mileage um that is the basic ones um for people who drive trucks for people who have four by four all-wheel drive cars you want to make sure you know when your transfer case and your differential fluid is due and usually you do it every fifty thousand, like your transmission that gets left out of more maintenance than I, i can tell you there's so many people that never ever do that on their vehicle and eventually they have problems with them so the differential transfer case and you know make sure you know when it's due on that and keep up with your mileage on that okay we're going to continue our discussion of vehicle maintenance when we come back from a quick pledge break is your car under recall we're going to have a list of ones that are when we come back you're listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, we hope you will listen on demand to our podcast. Here are the recalls for the week the 2011 through 19 Volkswagens. You need to check for that for yours. The 2008 through 2012 BMW 1 Series. The 2020 Kia Tullurides. I've I've been there, but it's hard to say. Tullurides. The 2003 to 2008 Toyota Corollas. And get ready for this. 2019 Ford Fiesta. Plus, lots of Ford trucks, SUVs, Lincoln SUVs, Ford Fusion, Edge, Lincoln MKX, and MK7s. So you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls and inputting your VIN number. We're talking about vehicle maintenance. We're... 
going to go. We've talked the first segment. We talked about things that you do by mileage. Allison, now remind us of things that we need to do by time, maybe uh, every month, every six months, every year, every couple of years. Okay. Um, Every month you don't really have to worry about it, but... Um, the one thing that is really, really time-based that gets skipped on pretty much all cars is the brake fluid. And the reason being, as you're driving around, when you use your brakes, they, it generates a ton of heat. And that's what the dot three is, is the boiling point. And they have higher um, boiling point brake fluid, dot four, dot five, dot six. Um, I use dot six in my sports car because it has a higher boiling point and because your heat your brakes are getting a lot hotter it can handle it for a longer time and not get the brake fade that you feel but so brake fluid needs to be changed every two to three years if you live out in the country and you're not using your brakes as much maybe every three years but if you're in the city and you're using your brakes a lot and constantly braking you probably want to do it every couple of years and so something that you'll notice when brake fluid needs change is that your brake pedal feel will get smushier and you have to use more pressure and it's longer travel to get it to stop and if you have a a hard brake situation or emergency brake situation is it could take way more pressure than it needs to to make it stop so it can actually be a little bit dangerous and people listening probably know what i'm talking about when their brake pedal starts to get spongier or, or has to travel more to actually stop your car what that is is the brake fluid has been heating up and as it heats up it creates little vapor pockets and little pockets of air in there as it heats up when it cools down the the condensation that comes in there creates water in your lines and all that stuff is not hydraulic fluid and it and it just squishes when you push the pedal instead of actually moving your brakes it just squishes and that's where you get that squishy spongy pedal feel your brake fluid is actually not doing its job anymore and working like hydraulic fluid and that just happens over time. It can even happen when it's just sitting there. There's a brake fluid. It absorbs water from the air. It absorbs water when it heats and, and condensates. And that's, it's a hygroscopic fluid. So it gets it absorbs water no matter what. That's why when you check your brake fluid, don't take off the top. Because as soon as you do, you expose it to moisture. That's the reason that the bottles are see-through on the reservoirs or see-through so that you can see your brake fluid. You'll notice, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there have seen their brake fluid and notice it's brown. That's way past due. It's supposed to have kind of like a light, clear, yellowish color. And um, so that's it's way past due at that point when it's really, really dark. Um so that's every two to three years, depending on how how much you break. And uh, so the the dot three and dot four um, that's the boiling point of your of your brake fluid. And as you're adding water to it, it makes your boiling point go down. So it actually overheats everything. 
another problem that that water causes is it actually rust ups your your lines, your master cylinder, your calipers, and your ABS pump. All that's very expensive to to fix, especially your ABS pump. They run on average about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, and that's just for the part. That's not including the labor to replace it and so you and I, I know some people out there I've um, had cars that had to have the ABS pump replaced and they were like we but we've always done all of our maintenance well it gets skipped a lot um, I've even had mechanics tell me that they didn't you never had to replace it which is not true you do have to replace brake fluid on a on a timely interval and um, if, if you don't, those those are all cost repairs. It'll rust up your lines. It clogs things up. All that rust and debris starts moving around in your fluid system. It can clog things up, especially in your ABS pump, which has a lot of little valves in it. So that's uh, really important. So brake fluid is really the only one that's time-based um, that that you need to keep in mind and that's kind of hard to keep up with but every two to three years about every 30,000 miles if you want to look at it as mileage you can do like that but every two to three years and that'll keep you fresh well we all want our cars to go but as our friend Kevin Farrell could attest (laughs) we really want cars to be able to stop uh, so they don't plow into you or or you don't plow into somebody else yes and you want your ABS system working which helps you from you know, having a wreck. I had uh, ABS off in a car and had to make an emergency stop one time, and the whole back end started swaying back and forth. Pretty scary stuff. So you want your brake system working good. All right. Well, the, then let's talk about things that you vehicle maintenance you should do maybe every time you stop and get gas. Here I go. I'm pulling into the gas station uh, to, to fill up. What, are, what would you consider an ideal pit stop? Um, I just generally do your gas. Um, as far as checking things out, you might want to take that time to go over your maintenance and see what you need to do. Um, I like to, when I do maintenance on my car, I take the receipt for it and I write the mileage down and the receipt already has the date. And then I put what's recommended, what mileage I need to be looking at to change it again and keep up with that and and go over everything um if you want to do a quick check you can do you can look at your air filter your cabin filter um the way you check those is you hold them up to the sun and if you can see through it it's fine if it's too dirty to see through then it needs replaced well now i'm not i'm not gonna pull out my air filter at the Kroger fuel stop. This what? girl will. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I, I guess that's a, di- that's a different kind of thing to do. Yeah. What what would you do at Kroger? If you're, if you're just pulling in at Kroger, what would you do? Might want to check your tires out, have a look at them. That's a quick look, and that's something you want to do regularly and get familiar with checking out your tires. So that's pretty smart. smart All right. Thing to do. We're talking about vehicle maintenance today. We're going to talk about about what's an unreliable car to buy. We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org or on the MPB public media app. Consumer Reports has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the BMW X5, the 2011 through 2013 models. They have some engine problem complaints. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car. Suggests Consumer Reports and Car Complaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. We're talking about vehicle maintenance today. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. We've talked about some maintenance by mileage and by time. Now we're going through some of the odds and ends. Allison, our uh, engineer, Michelle, had a question that she wanted to ask you about her car and vehicle maintenance. Hey, Allison, how you doing? Hey, Michelle. We actually talked about this last week when I hosted with uh, Allison, but we said we'll talk about it this week because we're talking about maintenance. So my maintenance, uh, not light, but a um, memo. Every time I crank up my car, it says you need to get a maintenance check on your car, and it's going down. So last week, Allison, it was at 800 miles, and now it's at 300 this morning. So in 300 miles, I need to get a maintenance check. So my question was, I got my oil changed at the Mercedes shop, and they said that the oil change was going to last 10,000 miles or a year. Wow. Uh, what <laughs> well, it's, it's obviously synthetic oil. Um, it, it's still, I'm still in amazement of how long engine oil lasts. But for everyone out there that when your maintenance light comes on, they all come on every 5,000 miles to okay. remind you to check your what your maintenance is. And, um, and it's also a reminder for your tire rotation. So you do want to rotate your tires every 5,000 miles. Um, so that's all that those lights are. They're just a reminder. They don't actually know whether anything is due or not. There's no sensors or anything on your car that's checking the fluids <laughs> for you or anything like that. So it's just a reminder. Yours is just counting down. Then you have the Hondas with the A and B maintenance. Most of them just have maintenance light that comes on that says maintenance. And you can clear them out. You can Google how to clear them. But it is just a reminder to do your maintenance. And it kind of scared me a little bit. That's it does I scare you. I'm like, what is wrong? But I can tell, like I told you last week, the car is, you know, like, you know, your body, my car, I can tell it's running a little different and it's telling me that it's a little, maybe a little sick and needs to go to the, to the doctor and get some cold medicine or something. So something's wrong, a little bit wrong. It's not acting uh, really bad, but I can tell it needs a checkup. Probably needs spark plugs. Okay. So that's what a maintenance check will do. They will check all that as well. Um, they may not check it. They may just go by mileage, and um, but 
when I look at a car, I actually pull the spark plug and look at it and see how far the gap has grown on it. You can see where they wear down. And if it looks good, it doesn't need it, and that's not the problem. But they probably just do it by mileage when you bring it into a shop uh, or at like a dealership and and look at your records and see when it's been done. If it hasn't been done, they're probably going to tell you to do it, whether you need it or not. Um, if if they don't have it on record to do that. And you actually do maintenance checks on different types of cars, correct? That's actually what I specialize in is maintenance. I absolutely love it. I don't know why I'm passionate about something like that. Well, yeah, I do because I love cars and I want them to stay on the road running good for a long time. And when I had nice cars, when I first started getting into cars, I wanted to know what would keep my sports car running good. I actually was a, a pretty good racer because of that my cars ran good and i beat a lot of people and their cars were not running good and i actually would beat them and that was just over maintenance so okay well i think i may bring my car to you and let you uh check her out (laughs) yep yeah that's what i do i I know when i have people do it they just i go over everything on the car and then i tell them what it what it needs recommended i do a really thorough inspection and that's what i recommend is having a relationship with the mechanic where you can say will you look over everything be be ready to pay for that because it takes time to do it right if they're not paid to do it they're not going to do a good job and you want them to do it a good thorough inspection check everything i go back over the i go through your maintenance records and see what all's been done i try to do some research on your vehicle and figure out what all has been already done repairs everything so maintenance to me is a full job it's a whole specialized area and um that i that i do specialty on there i don't know of any shops that specialize in maintenance so i wish there were and i think it would make people a lot more comfortable if they could get that relationship with the mechanic and trust that everything that the car needs is getting done well i feel better just talking to you right now i will make that appointment with you and get my car checked out well we're talking about vehicle maintenance today with allison walker the lady auto mechanic on our special edition of auto correct today we've been talking about things you do by mileage things you do by time Uh, what about your wipers how do you how when how often do you check those what what is a good wiper how can you tell when wipers go bad when wipers go bad (laughs) you just turn them on and uh, you know use your spray fraction do it before it rains i when i worked at o'reilly's or local auto parts store there i had to put wipers on in the rain so many times that was so awful (laughs) i hated that but everyone rushed in to get their wipers because they realized that they were bad if they're bad um try to get them ahead of time but you'll know when they're bad and you can visually look at them but you're not going to tell to the to they wipe um so some other things like that that you replace as needed is the drive belts in your car and what you're looking for is any anything that doesn't look brand new on it if it has cracks in it they'll get cracks on the underside on the rib part um that's time to replace it or if there's any damage on the the flat part you want to replace those if there's if there's wear on the sides and it looks like it could break then it very well could so you'd want to go ahead and replace that at that time um something that gets left off that a lot of people don't do that i always recommend if it's never been done is the pcv valve 
and that's the positive crankcase ventilation valve. What it does is let the air come out of your engine and it puts it back through the intake into your combustion chamber. And what it happens is oil will gunk up that little valve and if it gets stuck closed in the closed position, then it will put pressure on your engine and it will be pushing out and you can get leaks quicker that way. And so it's a good way to keep your engine from leaking. You'll have gasket leaks from the the valve cover gasket to the crank um, gasket on the rear main seal and so you that's a ten dollar part it, they're usually really easy to replace and that's something that gets skipped a lot that people don't do the pcv valve all right well that's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect for our engineer michelle mcadoo and allison walker who you can follow on facebook twitter and instagram as the lady auto mechanic i'm liz gill after the break and then the weather we hope you'll stay tuned and listen to our thursday southern remedy show kids and teens with dr morgan mcleod just join us next thursday at 10 a.m for autocorrect on mp be Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 